and welcome to a new episode of More Than Dice, and I don't see John's camera. Oh, there it goes. Uh, John. <laughs> it's like, that's weird. He was just here. Yeah. I'm still here. Yeah, he's still there. <laughs> I'm going to go switch over to Gonzo's paint cam, um, so we'll work on that so we can see everything. So you I can guys move away didn't tell me... You didn't tell me it was Blue Shirt Day. Oh, sorry. Hey, Kathy, it's Blue Shirt Day. Uh, I could actually wear the same exact shirt Gonzo has, but that would be a little much. No, I wouldn't. That would be adorable. Like I said, a bit too much. <laughs> and I'm actually wearing all blue. I got fuzzy blue pants on, too. Not that anyone needs to know that, but there you go. Fuzzy blue Shatter pants? Revolution John podcasting and, and, you know, with no pants. I'm wearing sweatpants. Uh, I'm wearing shorts. It's not as tight. Not toit. Like that. Toit. Toit. Just like. Oh. Um. What episode are we on today, guys? One oh six. You lie. No, that is wrong. No, no. Just four. Not one oh four. Just four. Four. Just four. <laughs> We're just starting over. We're just at starting over. Some random number. I want to do a Dragonlance podcast, and I want to count them all like Ellie Dwarf. So, like, when we get to two, it's like, more than two. Oh, more okay. than two. One, more than two. That's yeah. fair. Which, I'm okay with that. That's actually kind of funny, the thing you talk about, because I was reminiscing with some of my old friends on uh, Messenger. We were talking about our old campaigns, and we had a guy that had a Gully Dwarf. He played a Gully Dwarf at one point. So I thought it was kind of funny. It was pretty oh, no, funny. I always thought they stunk. Yeah. Uh, Here all night. Used to it. Get used to it. Hashtag terrible jokes. So, um, so we're on episode 106, you said, Kathy? Yes, that's what I say. Tonight's podcast, we are going to be talking about one, the FFG layoff, however you want to put it. Uh, and then also uh, our New Year's resolutions uh, that we're going to be talking about. Um but before we do that, we need to say a good word to our sponsors and a new sponsor. For anyone knows, we have a new sponsor. Um, at this time, we want to thank Muse on Minis for hosting our podcast and providing us an awesome discount code. If you have anything you want to buy from Muse on Minis, be it tokens, measuring sets, widgets, you name it, uh, go on there, use the, has use the discount code more than dice, all in word. You get 10% off your order. Um, I think that's pretty legit for me if I was anybody who was trying to save money. Uh, we also want to thank Tectonic Crest Studios. Dan the Man for sponsoring our podcast. Um, we will be giving away some of his stuff in future episodes. We have a few more things to give away. Uh, and we want to thank our newest sponsor. Um, and this sponsor will be selling our product online. Uh, she just recently got it. Um, and it barely made it to her place. Uh, she showed me a picture of the package and it was pretty much beat up beyond belief. Um, but... Land of Metalhead Minis is now sponsoring the podcast. Um, yay! Yay! We love Lynn. Uh, as everybody knows, Lynn has um, joined also the Warfare Weekend team, which I think is incredibly amazing. She'll be helping out and doing things to be one of us. Um, but she has uh, graciously sponsored us to sell our products on her webpage to help us out, which we uh, love very much. And, of course, CreatureCaster for being super, super awesome um, and providing us with some more giveaways. 
Uh, not this podcast, but one other one. We may do it on Facebook Live also. Um, we will be giving away a $50 gift certificate. I don't know, $30 gift certificate to Creature Caster. Um, and such. So we'll be looking forward to that. Um, so, um, John, I know we have tributes this week. What tributes do we have this week? Uh, I don't know. You asked me. I think uh, Kathy threw both of them up, but uh, the first one is uh, Neil Peart of uh, Rush. Neil Peart, the best drummer in the world. I mean, they always joke that Neil Peart is your favorite drummer's favorite drummer. <laughs> yep. Sounds like tea's done. <laughs> yes, the tea is done. And then let's see if I can find the other one that Kathy mentioned here. Oh, Buck Henry. Yep. Yes. Uh, he was the, the writer of The Graduate, Get Smart, co-creator, and uh, he's also early SNL favorite. Uh, past. We're going we're to start seeing a lot of those guys who are responsible for stuff we watch start to go, unfortunately. Yep. Just sort of the way age goes. But Neil Pert would survive. Like, he, Kathy sent that, and I had to jump immediately on and, like, let me, let me, let me confirm this. Yeah. Oh, that's what I did. I can't. <laughs> That was my thought. I'm like, no, because he was 67. And, of course, my friend Warren, who who got me into the Adventures Gaming Guild back in 1990, which is the role-playing group I played with at that time, uh, was like, uh, well, is, is like a second brother to me. And Rush is, of course, his favorite band of all time. And he made an entire two-year campaign of Warhammer Fantasy role-play Based on the album Twenty One Twelve. Yeah, I've been listening to uh, Rush all weekend since that dropped on Friday. Oh, I need to switch screens. I can see who that someone gave us a like. We also get uh, people out on Facebook. We get their likes and all that good stuff showing up on our stream. Ryan Emick and uh, Jairo Vidal. Or Yairo, or Hyro. Uh, I'm terrible at names, so apologize my pronunciation. And Zoltaris just joined us. Hey, hey Zoltaris. He's the one who runs the Xenolus project that I was telling you about, the D&D campaigns. Ooh. So give him a follow, and you can watch us, uh, me and some other people, play D&D every so often. Fair enough. Which I have some information about stuff like that too in a little bit. Got some stuff so before we reach here,s Gonzo, what are you drinking? You've been sick, so I imagine it might be water. Uh, I've already had a lot of water, uh, so I was able. I consumed a decent amount today to make sure that I could have some scotch for us tonight. Okay. Ooh. So I'm having uh, some McCollins Twelve Year Scotch. Well then. Yes. Uh, yes. Kathy, what you got? You know, the usual. Fair enough. Well, I have uh, Barks with uh, some Kraken in it. I wish I had an expensive bottle of alcohol for Neil Pert, but it is what it is. <laughs> so, uh, To everybody out there, to people who have passed, to all of our friends watching, listening, and anybody else that supports us in any way, form, or fashion, we appreciate it. And these are out to you. Cheers. Cheers. Salancha.
and Just Dices is here too. She just joined us. Hey, Just Dices. Until uh, Taras and Banyan is back. Banyan, who's here? Oh, okay. So, okay, I gotta get something done tonight, and I have to get these projects finished. One, I need to take this demon, Rar demon, and I have to mount him on this base. So, I gotta get this. I've already started on it. Just gotta glue this stuff down, make sure it's on the right place. Is that a GW? Uh, is that a... Yep, it is a GW okay. demon. I haven't, I haven't seen the new one, so I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, new ish, new to me. <laughs> um, so these were for my Kings of War. This is one of my arch demons. Um, I got two of those. I got to do two of those. Got to build two of these tonight while we're podcasting. If I don't, uh, I'm blaming Kathy. What? What is it? Oh, Spirit host. No. How no many models are in it? Um. I will show you the instructions of putting these bastards together because they are a pain in the ass to put together. Um, and they don't sit well. They don't fit well. They are a pain in the butt. They're very cool because one model actually has like three ghosts on it. Let me open it up real quick. Let me get the stupid instructions out. Okay, so... The Night Haunt. Um, okay. So you have this base's base. And then you have this little part of a ghost that you put on the back of it. And the slot for it is about as big as the end of this paintbrush. Yeah. And so you have to do that to three with three different ghosts. Going here. And then you got to do it for this one. But you have to attach it to two spots. And then... Then you can attach the ghosts to it, and these things are just a pain in the butt. So there's... Three ghosts three? per base, yes. There's, okay. So what it is, is I'm using these spirit hosts as my ghosts uh, for my tortured souls in Kings of War. Uh, and I have so do, to you have have an, uh, do you have an idea what color scheme you're going for? These guys? The spirits? Oh, they're going to be the, I'm going to use the contrast paint, uh, you know, was it arithmetic blue or whatever. I'm just going to do that and make it ghostly. Okay. And just get it out of the way because mm -hmm. I got a ton of stuff to paint for it. I'm not going to have a fully painted army uh, or barely anything painted because it's in two weeks, but I want to have like these put on their bases. Um... Get them all started, so I got you know a decent going, and it looks more than just plastics. Because I got a horde base that I need to do of my lower abyssals, and it's like forty models, and the models are about yeah, maybe an inch and a half tall, and they're little bitty demons. And to put all of them on this one base, it's going to be crowded. So I'm going to build the base up with rocks and have them hanging off the rocks with the cork, and you know all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Benion says, my favorite ghost scheme is prime it white, wash it blue, and then wash it green. Brush. A dry brush? Yeah. Dry brush? That dry makes brush. more sense. Okay. Dry brush green. Yeah. Oh. There's more than that. Hi, Joe. How are you doing? So, needed to do that. I'm going to start doing this. Um, 
The first thing we probably need to do is let's talk about the news that came out of FFG this week. Um, there was some some controversy and some kind of let's not you know add fire to the fuel and give you the real news on it. I can well, feel like controversy, the controversy really. is more the fact that people have no reading comprehension. There, that's what, I, and that's what I'm saying. It's not that. So literally what happens is all the wargaming or the tabletop gaming news sites are posting it as FFG is laying off, you know, a bunch of people. True, they are. Uh, but like I had one site like state it was like they're losing their whole RPG division. So you're going to lose all the Star Wars role playing game. Which is wrong. It is only Fantasy Flight Interactive, so only their online group. Yeah, all the developers involved with with their digital uh, app stuff. Their digital app stuff is the only thing that's going to be affected. None of the other games. I mean, it still sucks for the interactive people and the people who use that stuff, but. But it's not the same thing, and people need to be... If they're presenting news to you, because nowadays it's all about the clickbait titles get you in, make sure you do the research. They all just make their own comments. None of them actually went further than reading the the, the, the little blurb on Reddit, which is from a post on LinkedIn where it actually explains what the fuck is going on. Yeah. By a guy who actually was in charge of the team that is getting laid off. Mm-hmm. See, what was funny is when I saw the news come by, I was like, oh, crap, what are they losing? So I went and looked on there, and I was like, it's a, it had Star Wars on there. I'm like, uh, no. That, and then, yeah, I, of course, then I read that. it, and I was like, oh, it's their interactive thing. And I was like, well, that kind of sucks, because I know that people like, you know, some of their uh, online stuff. But, you know. It was not making money. It's not making money. And it's Correct. not really their focus. Yeah. Asbity is, is more of a bottom line. Like, it's not really working. Let's get rid of it. It's not part of our normal... You know, we're, 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 we're diversifying in an age where maybe diversification is not the best call. Yeah. But, you know, so. there's still, I mean, Genesis, their role-playing system is still around. It's still going to be around. They're still coming out with new stuff for that. It's not going away. Their role-playing stuff is not going away. No. no. So mm-hmm. people jump off of that hyperbole train. All the time, they they always just automatically. It, it it does suck for the people who are getting laid off, no doubt. Yeah. But but yeah, don't join the hyperbole, because it's wrong. I didn't think it was a huge deal, but then uh, one of the uh, sort of independent role playing and wargaming uh, guys I follow on on Twitter was like, "Hey, if any of you guys who just got laid off by FFG need a job, I can't pay what FFG does, but I might have something for you." And I'm like. Okay, this is apparently big enough that no one knows because everyone who's quote-unquote reporting it is reporting it poorly. So welcome yeah. to our news being just like real news. where Yeah, no one really knows properly. what's going on because Fantasy Flight hasn't actually released details about it yet. Everybody's oh. just guessing, only based on this one guy's post. Yeah, Correct. so... And it's all over, like, all the main guys did it. So make sure you double-check their stuff. Check their sources. Um, I, honestly, I would say for any news, there are people... There, there are things you can look for in news to make sure it's legit. Um, but the more clickbaity the title, the more I would suggest checking the sources and making sure that it's actually what you're... Uh, 
what you're looking for. You know, yeah, because I mean, when, when I first saw it, I did the same thing. I was like, oh, crap, what are they losing? Because <laughs> the way they the title sounded, it was like, a shit ton of people are getting laid off. Well, there is a shit ton of people getting laid off. But it's not the f- group that people were telling it was. So yes. it was like, started reading. What are they losing? Crap, they can't be losing you know, this and this and this because it's, you know, that's got to be making money. Something big's got to be going down if, you know, they're not making money off of Star Wars. And then it's mm-hmm. the interactive stuff. So I'm like, oh, okay. Makes sense now. Yeah, there, there's a there's a Twitter channel called MediaWise, which is help, uh, which is part of their big deal is teaching people, mostly teens and up, to uh, how to, you know, look at an actual article and make sure that it's actually true. There's a lot of old things they suggest. There was a video by... Uh, uh, Destin from Smarter Every Day, uh, where he worked with them to sort of show some of that stuff. So uh, I suggest checking that out if you're interested, because it'll actually give you, it'll help you in everything, not just our standard, you know, gaming area where uh, we used to not have to worry about that. But there's only a handful of uh, sites that actually do sort of a news aggregation. And if they're going to provide commentary and be as shit as they were here, we need to be careful about that. Yeah. Which, uh, talking about that fake, the fake news and all that stuff. Um, a couple of years ago, I was teaching some high schoolers and they were talking about stuff and they were like, oh, this, this, this and fake news. And they're like, I could spot fake news. And so there's actually a website out there that lets you make your own fake news. Um, and I spoofed CNN. And all it is is you take CNN and uh, their webpage, type it into there, and then you can change anything you want on there. And so mm-hmm. I did. And I says, guys, you got to check out this new, you know, check out what happened um, on this. And I showed up my fake news site to uh, of CNN. They're like, holy crap. And all this. And I was like, and they started talking among themselves. And I goes, did any of y'all read that? They're like, no, it says right there in the title. And I'm like, you need to start reading stuff. And then they found out that it was fake. And then I showed them how easy it was to make, you know, a fake news site and, you know, just fake crap. And they Honestly, were like, this though- is stupid. I feel like kids have more of a chance of being aware of the fact of uh, fake stuff than people who are my mom and dad's age who are online. And they should. I don't know. Uh, I've seen real headlines come through that I'm like, oh, that's an Onion article. Then I'm like, wait, that's not an Onion article. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's sad. But yeah, yeah. I get I get things like people, you know my folks age and they just will buy into it because there's a picture or there's a graphic and it just it looks professional it looks slick therefore it must be because they don't know you know the magic of photoshop like some of us do <laughs> what uh, i'm, I'm actually gonna find that uh, video from smarter every day and see if i can uh share it with everyone because it's a good it's a good eye opener on that so I'll see if I can find that while we're while we're podcasting. We are, we are more than dice, and we're talking about more than just games right now. Apparently, we so. are mostly <laughs> talking about it. Mostly, but it's tangentially related. <laughs> oh, sounds like John's cutting in and out. Well, am I good? There you go. You're yeah, it's, I, it was blocking something because I found the video I was looking for. I'll post that on a. Our Facebook page for everyone, so check it out. 
So, so that's our FFG news, real news, because um, we know that some people have been talking about it, and we wanted to make sure that people knew and exactly what was going on, because we don't spread or false stuff. E- exactly what anybody should know what's going on. Yeah. You know, as per the facts that have or have not been released yet. My demon citrominated. You know, it's super easy if you just trace his feet on the uh, on the wood, and then you can put the cork there and be reasonably certain it's going to get covered by the wood. Uh, it's so much more fun to watch him struggle. I'm not okay. struggling. I'm artistically deciding where I want stuff. Because I'm looking from the sides, and i got to check the height. got to check everything Ash, else. Hashtag Gonzo struggling. I'm not struggling. <laughs> <laughs> what about the pins? Uh, the demons, I don't need to, um, because I can paint them on the base. That's not going to be an issue. Um, it's when I have, like, the cavalry. The cavalry, I can't put them on the, I can't pin, I'll have to pin them before I paint, before I put them on the base directly. Type thing, so. Uh, so let's talk about our biggest thing that we were going to be talking about, which we tried to do last week, but Kathy and I were sick, and John just like, screw it. Go home. Go to bed. Get some sleep. Don't be around anybody. Don't get anybody else sick. And so we had to cancel um, shortly before we were supposed to start. But and now... We can. And that is going to be our hobby New Year resolutions, which I'm trying to work on mine right now. Which I totally forgot about until you mentioned it just like now. Right before, yeah. <laughs> oh, great. I was gonna. I was all set to like. Uh, I was gonna talk to Jim about it and come up with a list, you know, like, uh, so that I would have notes and stuff. But honestly, um, yeah, no, that didn't happen. So, what? and then I totally forgot. So that's where I am, but I'm sure I can come up with something to to resolve myself to this this year, hobby wise. Although by things I started in December, which isn't really New Year's resolutions, but things I started in December was uh, I got an exercise bike, and I have been using it. I have. 23 days so far of using it in which I have watched Doctor Who and Time Team <laughs> uh, while I've been while I've been biking and I was disappointed because the other day I went to watch the Doctor Who and now it is behind the paywall on Amazon Prime it is no longer it is no longer just on Amazon Prime you know at no additional cost which made me very sad uh, but Time Team so far still is, you know, quote unquote free, even though I'm paying for Amazon Prime. So what uh, season did you leave off on? I was watching the first Peter Capaldi season because I had only seen half of the first episode of it. Oh, gotcha. There, so, I cannot help you. But all the old classic Who is also behind uh, a subscription paywall. Well, I was just saying I have a. A, a plethora, a plethora of Doctor Who DVDs. So, there actually, uh, there's a a free station on my antenna TV that uh, because I don't have cable, 
Um, so I watch the regular antenna TV. Um, there's a station called Retro TV, and they play Doctor Who. And they just started out last week. They started over again. They had finished oh. all the Sylvester McCoy ones, and they started over again with An Unearthly Child, the first Doctor Who episode ever. Oh, wow. So, yeah, they're going way back. They yeah. to the so, way back machine. So, I got to... I've seen it before, but I got to watch it again, and it's, it's, it's so... I mean, it's 1963 when it when it came out, the kind of the dawn of TV in the UK, and you know, historically, Doctor Who is famous for having no budget. What she's so, saying in a nice way is that it was terrible, but not terrible in the bad way. Terrible. You in the have way. to you have to watch it though. I mean, Jim doesn't, or he would fall asleep. But I, it's like history for me. As a historian, I would have to watch <laughs> it just to see how well, that it was sort played. of the idea of original Doctor Who was to combine history with uh, with sort of the sci-fi premise. It just sort of changed. Oh, somewhere in the third Doctor, I think, maybe somewhere it, in the it, second. Doctor. It had always been a children's TV show, but I think you're right. It was after the third Doctor. Once they kind of went from the third Doctor to the fourth Doctor. <laughs> And was it the third Doctor where they were in color for the first time? I think it was part of the way through the third Doctor. It's been a long time. And I don't think I watched any, like, consistently. It was all little bits here and there. So, but, but wow, did I get sidetracked. So I, I have this exercise bike, but I also started up my yoga again. Wow, like completely switching gears i could talk about doctor who for an entire podcast what so could i oh yeah because i've been watching it since i was nine and that's a lot of years um there's math number of years (laughs) yes my first episode is pyramids of mars but i digress (laughs) oh god my man um Something with Tom Baker, I don't remember which one. It's been the a long only time. reason I know that is because I turned it on and there were mummies on the screen and I loved monsters, so I was hooked immediately. I was like, oh, mummies! And then I was like, oh, they're robots! And then I was like, oh, what's this other crazy thing? And, yeah, so... I was hooked. Monsters. That's all you need. <laughs> All, you need All those early monsters. shows are something that we saw something like, I'm watching this. Uh, I'm not looking forward to this piece. <laughs> what are you, what? Are, what? Come on, guys. Hobby up. I know, I hate these models. I was so mad when I decided to use these as my. What do you mean? Tumor. Here I am, like, I just spent the afternoon assembling War Cries. So I'm like, how hard could it be? Except for if they're anything like those stupid snake things, then I I feel for you. I mean, come on, Gonzo. I got to put together two, like, four units of Legion by this weekend. Oh, no. Star Wars Legion? Yes. Oh, no. You mean the Lego sets of miniatures? Hey, hey. I got to use Clue. <laughs> I've never put together Legion. 
So um, it is the step above push fit GW. Yeah. <laughs> okay. At least the, the rebel stuff. The newer stuff's a little more complicated, but I don't have any of that stuff yet. So. Right now. Anyways, back anyway, to yeah. So back to my, hobby. my resolutions that have nothing to do with the hobby uh, was getting back into my yoga again, and so I am over a month into that as well. So I am exercising. I am I'm being healthy. Um, that wasn't a New Year's resolution though, so much as a I really need a lifestyle change because I feel like shit. Fair. And yeah. So, and now I feel better. I have more energy now after more than a month of doing exercises. I, and I'm, I'm actually eating better only because I am, I find that I'm not as hungry because of it for some, somehow. It's weird. It's a, it's a weird kind of a combination. Also, I've been learning Dutch. And learning Dutch. Yes. I, I have a couple of friends who are, uh, who show up to my hobby stream to the More Than Dice Kathy Paints stream uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and they show up, and one of them shows up pretty regularly, and the other one shows up every so often. And so I'm like, well, I'll just learn Dutch. And I found this app called Duolingo, yep. and it's free. I mean, you, there are certain things that, if you if you get the plus thing and subscribe for I don't know twelve bucks for a year, which actually is pretty reasonable, um, but I I've learned a bunch and it's actually been fun. I feel like I have a better handle on that than I did on French, and I took five years of that in high school or in uh, well throughout seventh through twelfth grade. So you had a long high school. <laughs> But yeah, it's well, this Duolingo app I highly recommend if you, for whatever reason, are wanting to learn another language. Fair enough. Um, I mean, my non-hobby related ones go around not eating out as much if possible. It's not always possible, but, you know, mm -hmm. trying to book more dinners. It's too easy sometimes just to stop at some uh, somewhere and just get right some food. It is. It really is. And some of those places have really cheap meals. I mean, I you, I can eat a Taco Bell or Wendy's for very very little money. But uh, that's that's my big one is to try and do that. I'd say exercise more, but I just don't have the time or inclination right now. I'll try yeah. to when I can. Uh, but the big one is to not just sit at home all the time and try and get out and do more stuff, you know? Like, go see cats with my friends because they hate me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, that, that's most of mine on. And also try and not work as much as I did. Try and get more time off and, and try and be... Yeah, whatever I can to try and get more time off to do stuff rather than, you know, being, all that, being sick because I'm overworking myself. Same yeah, it is, is good for eating better. That's what I do. I cook enough for... When I cook enough, it's enough for me and Banyan, or he usually has his own, so it's enough for me for two days. It's just, yeah. you know, when you role play on Monday and then you're running home and trying to throw some food down your hole on Tuesday and Wednesday, and then Thursday you're out at the game store, and then Friday 
it is your normal eat out day, you don't cook too much for yourself. Yeah, well, and it's when you're single, then you're like, I don't care. I'm just going to do this. I don't need to cook for somebody else. We're not having a meal together. You don't have know. to worry about that stuff. So much easier to just stop at Taco Bell and pick up a couple of tacos or whatever. When I went, towards the end, let's say the, the last two years of my marriage, we mostly had super TV dinners. We didn't actually cook. We both worked too much for that shit. Yeah, well, I can understand that for, I mean, when I was working those two years where I was just never home, I would, I had the Waze app and I would send Jim a link so that he knew when I was getting home so that he would have my supper ready for me when I was pulling up to the curb and, which is fantastic. And then like two hours later I was asleep and then I would get up at, you know, six in the morning and do it all over again you know cereal for breakfast and then i would go out with my co-workers for lunch you know half the time well, that's one I, I chose a long time ago and keep with now i almost never eat out for lunch i um i bring i bring food every day sandwich apple Something else with that usually. Every day. Every day. Every day. Uh, well, Gonzalo, let's get our uh, non-hobby out of there. What do you have for non-hobby related? Uh... Um, I'm going to try to eat better this year, too. Uh, there's one of the things that I, I usually don't... I usually bring my lunch uh, to school, so I don't have to worry about that that much. But I'm like you. Oh, I'm going to be, you know, out and about or running around or... On the way home, um, I need to eat better. So that's one of the things I'm going to try to do uh, is eat a little bit better. Uh, try not to, I don't want to say consume too much alcohol, but kind of keep my alcohol intake a little bit better than, you know, hey, let's just down a fifth of Jack Daniels. Not that I'd do that, but just being careful with it. Instead of having two oh, shots I call of that podcast night. <laughs> Instead of having, you know, Two shots of bourbon, just have one shot of bourbon with my meal. You know, that type of thing. Just kind of keep it down a little bit. Nothing big. Uh, just kind of making sure I do, you know, keep things at a bear. Um, half a bottle of James. <laughs> um, just stuff like that. Not, nothing, like I said, nothing huge. But uh, just kind of get that going. Uh, do a little bit more, get up a bit more. Um, move around. You know, take the stairs instead of taking the elevator. That, you know, type of stuff. Just keep myself moving. Um, that type of thing. Finding all these elevators. I don't generally have elevator. Uh-oh. The only time I had elevator worry about was uh, when the game store was up the street before it moved. We had to park in a parking garage and there's an elevator. And I would just obviously take the stairs instead because I ain't got time for no elevator. I ain't got no time for no elevator. See, that's why I was so happy when... I got the exercise bike. I was like, well, if I'm going to spend a half an hour watching a show, I might as well be, you know, pedaling and burning some calories while I do it instead of sitting on the couch in an absolutely still corpse-like position. Yeah, I tend to watch the shows like that while I'm eating, and I try and do that more often to get more time so I'm not just watching the YouTubes all the time trying to 
watch some TV shows and keep up with that stuff while I'm eating dinner and all. But I mean, just try to get a little bit more healthier is all. Um, cut down a little bit. Um, just make sure that I, you know, portion can control. Don't eat a whole plate of spaghetti. Eat about a half a plate of spaghetti. That type of thing. I mean, yeah, just that's... because you can eat the entire pizza does not mean you, you should. should. <laughs> yes. That, yeah. that, see, those are things that are, it's hard. It is hard to train yourself to only take this small amount of pasta, you know, or only these few pieces of pizza or whatever. Instead of being like, man, I'm really hungry. And then afterwards, you're so full and you're like, I really shouldn't have eaten all that. Eat, eat to your full, not to your hate yourself. Correct. Yeah. But I mean, just that for a while. But, but yeah, it's, it's not easy. I mean, you can say it and it sounds easy, but it really <laughs> isn't. No. But that's good. Healthy stuff, healthy, healthy stuff is good. And I'm glad we're all trying to be healthier. Uh, Kathy, do you have any hobby? Uh, hobby resolutions? Well, uh, I would like to base the Chaos Marauder Horseman that I painted for Games Day Chicago um, and finished before, right before they announced they weren't doing Games Day Chicago anymore. So I never really had a motivation to put the fancy bases on them. And what I want to do is a water effect. Not like the, the resin pour kind of water effect, but more like the splashing sort of one. And I haven't tried that yet, but it's the one where maybe you take a few pieces of clear plastic, like from a blister pack, and you put it in the, uh, you put it in the, at the base of the horse's hooves, like they're splashing through the water. Mm-hmm. And then you add your water effect around that. And so that's kind of what I'm... That's one of the things that I want. And I have been meaning for like three years to take these things out of the Tupperware container that they are in, wrapped in bubble wrap, to actually do this kind of base on them. I think we can, we go, I think we all have that resolution. I think we all call that resolution... Finished projects. That's yeah. the that's the the finish that one in particular. If I finish that one in particular, I will be happy. I have a shit ton of other projects that I need to finish. Of course I do, because we all do. You know. But that's the one in particular. My holy grail of can I please just get this finished already? Yeah. I believe in you. You can do it. <laughs> <laughs> That, I'll be that's a good one. Stuff tomorrow. Like I said, that's a good one because you know, like finishing projects, getting stuff done. You've got that one model you're mostly done with that's sitting in the back of your uh, your painting area that keeps showing up every time you take a hobby streak photo. You should get that one done. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. That was for me for many years. That was the demonic lasher from Reaper Miniatures, which was their version of. Uh, a Demogorgon, I think. Anyways, it had two heads and a... What is... Oh. It's a Amonozaki. It's a Malifaux. Okay. Big Oni. I've had it mostly done for... Uh, it was 
mostly done. Then I came out and did some touch-ups and then just more. It's just sitting in the back of my my group here and not finishing. Finish one blunt blow. Yeah. Yeah. Finish what one do you blow have, Don? So do you have one like that that's just been sitting around waiting for um, a long time to be finished? Uh, a model that I have waiting around waiting to be finished? No, not really. I mean, there's some stuff I want to paint desperately, and I need to paint because that's one of my things. Is I need, I really need to get off my butt and start. I'm gonna have to start doing some more streams again, because um, that was the only way that I really got into, you know, painting. Come on, Gonzo, you remember the reason Mouth John started painting Mouth John, right? Yeah. Wanted to get. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to just get an motivated to do it again um i've got a ton of stuff that needs to be painted uh, the one thing i'm gonna have to do is of course um i have my uh night watch army that i have to paint for because it's for adepticon i mean it has to be done and so i'm like oh crap how am i gonna get this yeah i'm gonna have to uh just don't let it become too much. Remember, when your yeah. hobby becomes a chore, it's no longer a hobby, and you need to change that. No, I'm actually looking forward to my Nightwatch because it's going to be a primarily black army, and I'm going to do the bases with... Um... You're saying that, like, because it's going to be primarily black, it's going to be easy. Contrast I mean, black paint. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag not painting it great, just yes. painting it. Yeah, just painting it. Uh, and just doing touches up and stuff, but I mean, it's it's gonna be a lot of it's a lot of models. It's like five units, I think. Plus, I want to paint the uh, NCUs to go with it because those have to be painted too. Uh, and I want to paint my tactical board because you know I re I had to rebuild my tactical board for Song of Ice and Fire, and I want to repaint that and get that up so I can take that with me and kind of show that off uh, at Adepticon. Um, and show this is what a really good, you know, thing is. This helps improve the game. Why didn't they do this to begin with? Um, but, um, I have a lot of models that need to be painted. I, uh, the Marvel Crisis protocols that I'm going to be taking, I won't, won't know exactly what I'm taking until I get closer to the date because there's still models coming out. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, there's a, there's a, I'm kind of deciding on what I want to take on that army, my 10 man list, 10 model list. So, I mean, yeah. luckily it's only 10 models, so that's not too hard. No, I like that. Uh, smaller model counts make it easier. I yeah. mean, I joked with uh, Not Brush Head Dave two weeks ago when we played uh, Malifaux uh, that I had as many, I mean, since he had to use a proxy, I had as many painted models as he did, or... Or I had as many unpainted models as he did, so it was like, this never happens, because I'm usually having most unpainted models. But I mean, there's just, yeah, I want, it's getting up and getting my butt to it. That's the thing. I just need to yep. get up and do it. Sometimes you need to have the goals. you got the required painting for uh, uh, for Adepticon, so that helps a lot. But yep. sometimes you want to do that. You've got a tournament or an event coming up, try and get it painted for that. Uh, you know, I want to get more stuff painted. Uh, I want to get Marvel Crisis Protocol. Uh, I haven't bought Killmonger and Black Panther because I don't want to get too far behind. Mm -hmm. you know, I've got two models fully painted. Doc Ock's mostly painted. 
I still have about more than half the train to paint. Um, now the train's not necessarily 100% necessary, but I do want to get it painted eventually. So you I want to start with to that. assemble terrain. I did get all mine assembled, luckily. That's that's <laughs> that's not a hard thing for John. John can assemble models all day if he's not working. Um, but uh, I do want to get more of that stuff painted, and I don't want to get too far behind. And that's sort of one of my things. I don't want to get too far behind in any game uh, uh, because, you know, I'm buying models and I'm not painting them all. Only if I absolutely positively need to get them for a game, and then I think I should try and uh, keep it to a limit. Probably keep me from getting too many more models because, I mean, I have a absolute metric shit ton of unpainted Malifaux. Maybe two metric shit tons. It's hard. Two metric? Two metric shit tons. That's a lot. I mean, it's two metric shit tons. It's more than an Imperial fuck ton. Which is different from your standard fuck ton. Exactly. I mean, you know how it is. <laughs> Imperial, they know they're fuck tons. But yeah, I want to get that. Uh, I, want, I want to get that. I want to try and get like it's a complete project, you know, get the, maybe the 10 basic models from Rebel Crisis Protocol painted up and then maybe paint some Legion or paint some more Malifaux and then go and do some of the extra models. I mean, I have MODOK and Hulk sitting over there. They're not even assembled yet. I got a uh, uh, bin full of Legion. I mean, hell, I got, since El Marshall got me three boxes of Tauntauns for Christmas, I have three boxes <laughs> of Tauntauns. A box of fleet troopers. Hold on, I'm looking here. A, a, a land speeder and two uh, groups of rebel veterans to assemble. And heck, the rebel veterans have to be assembled by uh, by Saturday or Sunday. So <laughs> no pressure. Yeah, yeah, well, no pressure. That's something else that I need to do. Curb my spending on stuff. And oh. now there's a difference between buying like a bust or you know something like that, but I'm going to start sloughing off my armies. I'm probably going to drop myself down to one War Machine army, War Machine and Hordes army. Um, I'm probably going to get rid of most of my 40k stuff because I don't play it enough. Um, or trade it for one army and, and drop myself down to one army. I have a Grey Knights army and a huge Tau army. And I think I'm just going to get rid of it. I don't play it enough. Um... Why don't I suggest getting rid of an a army for a game like 40k that you can always find a pickup game for? Uh, you don't want to get too much. Like, I have three, technically three 40k armies, plus parts of two or three others. I don't need all that. Well, I've had... I've never saw that. My Tau army, I've played at least a few games in a year. My Grey Knights, mm -hmm. I haven't played them in two years. It, they're time to go. Yeah. yeah. Just time, just, just and not ditch it, but just sell it off quickly. Um, well, like I would do that with most of my war machine if there wasn't every time. Every time someone's interested in stuff, they want to trade, and I'm like, I do not wish to trade. This is the opposite of what I need. I need less stuff, not stuff for more stuff. Right. <laughs> I've done enough stuff for more stuff. Yeah. Get rid of stuff. But I'm not even buying stuff for games. I'm not like I still like Infinity. I still want to play Infinity. I'm not even buying stuff for Infinity right now because I'm not actively pursuing it. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, just... it's like I, I cut myself down to a handful of games that I try and buy stuff for. I only buy stuff all the time for them. Uh, like this week, I just bought the only purchase I did was uh, they got Imperial Raiders for Armada in at uh, at the local store. So I bought two of those 
and that was my gaming purchase for the week because I'm like I want I do want some of those I do still follow Armada that's one of the games I really want to play more and last time I got to play I was upset I didn't have any Raiders so I'm like I'll get two of those they're good and next time we'll see what ne- what's next Just uh, try not to buy stuff I'm not using. I don't think Kathy's got that problem. I think she's got the best self-control of any of us for that. Uh, it's because I'm broke. <laughs> I, Regardless I, of the I reason, have, take the win. I don't win. have money to spend on models. Uh, people send me models so that I can make money by painting them. Uh, but I still get to enjoy painting models. And that is my bonus. Yeah. Uh, I've got a couple well, here that uh, will joke about the care package thing, but I do have stuff to put in a package for you, so you will have more stuff. I still have to put the finishing touches on my Geller box and finish the bases on them. And that was a project that I started over a year ago. Speaking of things that need to get done, but... I won't even have my Marvel Crisis Protocol stuff done before I start painting Splintered Fang because Jim and I are collaborating on this band of Splinter Fang to have them done for Depticon for a charity uh, raffle or auction. I'm not sure exactly how it works, but we're painting them for an autism advocacy charity that People Wars is running at Depticon. Awesome. Well, there's a... You get some other models. There's at least one Malifaux model I think you need to have so you can paint, so I'm going to get that for you. <laughs> what if I already have it? You'll get another one. It's unlikely. Which, uh, it's talking about models that you've gotten recently. Um, what did y'all think about your, uh, your uh, Christmas gift? Or holiday gift that I got you? Um... I I showed them off in my painting stream. She did. It was Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, you bet I showed them off in my painting stream. I said, the guy with the loot is totally going to be painted like the bard from The Witcher. <laughs> oh, Xander. They are banana people. They are banana men. Yeah. I don't like the big blue and yellow UK superhero. I mean, like... Men that are bananas. Bananas with arms and legs and maybe boats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like a bard with a lute, but the bard is a banana. And a wizard with a wizard hat, and he's got like a flame in his one hand, but the wizard is a banana. <laughs> I, pajamas. I think the bananas just uh, pretty much buck naked. Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, they have. No, they're not butt naked. They have their their outer yellow shell on them. Yeah, they have clothes. This guy has boots, and uh, if I tried to hold him up to my camera, you'd never be able to see it anyway, so I'm not even going to try. He has a spell book. He has a wizard hat. He has a flame in his other hand. He has um, a cloak, it looks like. Yeah, he's got a cloak on his back. Minor downstairs. One of them needs to be fixed because he came off at the ankles. The bard uh, has pantaloons. It'll it'll glue fine. It'll be fine. He has pantaloons and leggings and shoes. Oh. And a lute. And I'm just gonna 
say that he has a doublet, even though it doesn't say that, but that's how I'm going to paint him. So, there. <laughs> Did he break in shipping, John? Oh, yeah, I believe so. Okay. Oh, the, there, so. The, the Banana Person Blood Bowl team? Yeah, that would, that would be cool. Jim and mm -hmm. I were developing one that was solely based on... Uh, the tiny fluffy yellow <clears throat> chicks that you get during Easter, and they're just little puffballs, you know, okay. with little bead eyes glued on and little paper beaks, little plastic. I really prefer feet. the googly eyed ones, but that really for googly eyes in general. We had we had gotten a bunch of those just for whatever for Easter one year. We had some big ones and some small ones, and we started seriously talking about stats for a team for those. Just shoot some as goblins. Just get a giant one to be the troll. Well, that's kind of what arms. it was. It was it's like, well, they can, <laughs> they can throw a teammate, right? Well, duh, of course they can. <laughs> but we also had a snowman team that, that would be playing against them, which was amusing. It was a long time ago, though, so I don't really remember what they all did. But the snowmen had a thing where they could melt and you could slip in their water and potentially die because blood bowl. Because <laughs> blood bowl. Because blood bowl. Don't get too attached to any guy, he might die. <laughs> John, what do you think John, of your uh, your warriors? Oh, they're cool. Yeah, I just got to get them fixed. I mean, I <laughs> I'll put them on the painting table, but uh, I don't know when I'll get a chance. <laughs> we'll see. John got two different ones than you did, Kathy, by the way. What? John got two different ones. Oh, good. I yes. one, one's like a ranger archer dude, and the other one is a, is a more normal warrior. That's pretty funny, though. Luckily, the one I did first is the archer, and that's the one who uh, did not uh, break, so uh, thumbs up. Uh, I, I was kind of figuring out because everybody knows I got you know my resin 3D printer and I was like oh I meant to print these off for John and Kathy because we had actually talked about it one day on the podcast about you know printing miniatures off and uh, I showed the banana man to y'all at one point and y'all were like what and then Kathy was like this is so freaking cool and I was like oh I'll have to remember to print those whenever there was the th remember that meme that I posted it was the the one that says you know reason to reason to get a 3d printer and yeah. it was so that you could print the little banana person miniature yeah and that was it i thought about printing a bunch of banana heads that you can put in space marine bodies <laughs> so yeah, instead of instead of putting you know what? the space marine head on there you it was just you know a peeled banana <laughs> they would end up looking like santarans yeah no, sometimes heads are much more potato-like. They're not as big as, uh, not as angular or curvy as uh, bananas. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But at that scale, it might just end up looking the same. I feel like if you're going to use Primaris Marines and regular Marines together, you should make them regular Marines have be like Santarans with the Santaran potato head. I like that idea. And now we're back on Doctor Who. Back on Doctor Who. <laughs> for those that don't know what a Santaran is. Back to Doctor Who. <laughs> look, look it up. But uh, I thought about printing out a bunch of those for John, and I was like, ah, nah. But yeah, just most of my Marines are already assembled, too. I would have to get more Marines, and that's not 
high on the buying list right now. I got too much. <laughs> I mean, hell, looking around at the stuff, like we're talking about curbing our buying, I got Blackstone Fortress that uh, was a good purchase because I've used it a couple times. I got Kill Team. I mean, kind of used. I got Rogue Trader, which is probably worth it because I wanted the models. I got oh, Shade yeah. Spire and Night Vault sitting over there. I ain't, I played Shade Spire once. Yeah. Night Vault Zero. My Shade Spire, I'm going to probably sell that because I've only played uh, it like uh, once. I might have something's interesting. I mean, I might be looking at Sabanion to play, but it's a small game. A small scale is good. I just look at all the stuff I have, you know, and I don't need to get all that stuff. We get too much stuff. We need more stuff we're using, less stuff that just sits there and gathers dust. Correct. So that's big on my list. Buy less stuff I'm not using. Make sure if I'm buying something, it's something I'm using right now. Um, heck, last year, uh, looking at my uh, game log, uh, I was really happy that I started playing Transformers TCG because that was the majority of what I did. <laughs> uh, you know, played some games here or there. Gaming definitely went up when Malifo came out and not Brudge Dave and I played. Um, and then, you know, Crisis Protocol, really excited for it. Played one game. I played Banyan. He's played zero games. He's intimidated by the rulebook. What? It, it, it's, it's super easy. It is. It, it, it is. Like, if I, I haven't read the rule book yet. I'm like, you don't need to read the rule book. It's not hard. But I was fortunate that I was actually at the... I was at a convention where they were doing demos. So I was getting good examples, you know, mm-hmm. and, and playing in the demo, hands-on. You know, you, there's certain things you remember better about that stuff. But that's also why I like Warcry. Because it is one of those small footprint games that only takes... Well, less than an hour, typically. And that's when you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, I like I like the games. I like to have different time frames of games. Uh, it's why we stopped playing the Elfie of Our uh, card game, because it turned out to start getting, you know, we start getting hour-plus games of that. You're like, you're getting into the point where I can play a miniatures game in the same time, and I would much rather play a miniatures game. Then play a so card I, game. Yeah, then play a card game. Like we we play Transformers, we'll get three matches done in probably less than an hour, to be honest. So the thing I need to look at is, uh, I like to look at is how long is the game going to take? You know, what, what spot does it fill? Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of reason I've been going with. I'm like, I, there's some miniature games coming out. I'm like, oh, this looks cool. Nope. Not gonna do it. Not gonna have it where people aren't gonna play. Oh yeah, you can't I mean, just jump on sure, everything. Cool. That, yeah. No, it, it's 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 a terrible time to make a new miniatures game. I have to say, there's too much, there is too much comp- competition. You need to let the market settle for a bit. Yeah, it's saturated. Plus, I got BattleTech stuff coming from their Kickstarter. <laughs> Don't regret that at all. That is part of my childhood. I'm reliving. That's another one of my resolutions: is to relive more of my childhood. I don't care. Transformers, Star Wars, and shit. It's like it's my childhood all over again. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, just uh, something like that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like curb down my board game library because I have way too many. I don't play them all. I mean, don't get me wrong. Some of them I won the games, or you know, spent it with store credit. So it's not like I'm want to say wasting money, but I'm like, it's just sitting over there gathering dust. What am I gonna do yep. with it? Let's well, just someone did that. We had a uh, way back in the GW days, in the early GW days, we had a Christmas party, and the 
the bosses all bought uh, board games, non-GW games and all, and put them like, under the tree, and we all bought smaller stuff. And we did sort of a white elephant where you get a little gift that's sort of small that we bought for each other, and then you also get a board game. And one of the girls there had you know, gotten uh, Formula Day, and I'm like, oh, that's a really fun game. You, you, yep. you would enjoy that. It's not too complicated. It's perfect. When she left the company, she actually brought it in and gave it to me because I had mentioned that it was a cool game. <laughs> so I have that, and it's Formula Day, not Formula D. It's the actual you know, Euro game version, not the U.S. reprint. We played it a couple times. It's fun, but we don't break it out much. That's the problem with a lot of those games is my crew is not big board gamers. They're more, uh, we're more mini gamers or role players, and yeah, I guess now occasionally card flippers. That's the thing for me is most of the people that I hang out with are board gamers, mm-hmm. and it is it is nice. I have to say that when you buy a board game, you know, unless they come out with an expansion that you want, that you feel like you need. You're done, yeah. yeah. There's not this 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 continuous, you know. Well, we just came out with a new army book for, you know, for this yeah. this army. We just came out models, with some new models, like, you, you know. Yeah, gotta have the like, new I models. Miss, uh, I miss Fortress Wait. America. My bo- my mom bought me Fortress America way 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 back when, and we got so much play out of that game. Holy crap! I don't know what my mom paid for that game, but it was worth it every penny. <laughs> Jamie says, unless it's from Fantasy Flight, but I don't agree with that because we bought into the Battlestar Galactica board game and loved it. We bought the Pegasus expansion to it, and it was okay. Uh, All it does is tack yet another at least hour onto the game. Does it make it more fun? No, not really. So we end up just playing... Dark Moon... The one that was based off of uh, BSG Express. I'm not it's like the shorter with version of it. Look it up. It's it's a fun huh. game. But yeah, I absolutely we still will will crack out the Battlestar Galactica with a few different groups of friends that like to play it. Oh. And we're like, do you want to play with the Pegasus? Occasionally, we'll play with the Pegasus expansion, yeah. but we've only played with the third expansion. I like that the the FFGs are like, they all feel like they're add-ons. You don't have to play with them. It's not like exactly when you're playing the old Civilization board game. You just played with Advanced Civilization because you yeah. had to and made yeah. the game. Um, but uh, Jameis says, uh, look at Imperial Assault. So I have one box set of Descent that I won. Uh, it's signed by the guys. I won it at one of the... Uh, the you know board game days at uh, games and stuff for a local store. And we play that. That's plenty. I don't need to buy anything for that. I can play that for like a long time and not need anything extra. Mm-hmm. Then when you've gotten your use out of it, you're like, okay, we've done everything in here. Let's get an expansion set and go. Yeah. That's the thing. We're all kind of hog wild in the games because that's what we are. But there's a lot of these games that you can literally, like if you just played Warhammer Underworlds and you had maybe two Warbands at most, I mean, because we'll more than two, maybe, maybe even just the one. You can go hog wild in that game. You're not spending a lot of money. You're going to get a lot of use out of it. Um, we're just anomalies because we play a shit ton of stuff. Yeah. Feel- so a lot of guys are just one game. Like, I only play X-Wing or, you know, I only play Magic or I only play, you know, role-playing. Like, oh, Which, okay. Cool. you know, that's fine. Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that, but, you know, they just... 
I like to get together with different people, and those people like to play different games. So I have my group that plays role-playing games on Monday nights. I now have the online group that I play uh, D&D with, you know, semi-regularly. Yeah. And, and if I'm not playing, then somebody else in that group is playing, and I'm watching and, and heckling them in the chat, yeah. which <laughs> that's the magic of, of Twitch. You know, and uh, but yeah, and then there's the group that plays board games, and then there's another group that does play tabletop games, but I don't see them very often because they they live far away from me, so I'll only see them at some place like Adepticon. Hey, Big Jim Slade Gaming, speak of the devil. <laughs> Just in time for a media section because it is that time. It's that now, time so already. Wow. Uh, so we're switching over to our media section where we stop talking about games and start talking about movies, TV shows, books we've read, uh, music that we've discovered, stuff in the media that we have consumed this week. There we go. Media section. Yay! Yay! So, give me a second. Gonzo has like 42 things. How many things do yeah. you have? Okay. I, I have like, well, while I'm exercising, I've been watching Time Team, which is that British uh, archaeology kind of documentary show. And other than that, well, I did finish the Witcher series. Cool. So what do you think of it? I liked it. I didn't feel like it was groundbreaking uh, fantasy because I've read so many fantasy novels that they all just blend together now. But it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I, you know, I like the characters. I like the costumes. Uh, I like the songs and the songs that they play at the end. You know, it, during the credits are interesting if you listen to them. They're not the same every time. <laughs> So, yeah, I thought it was interesting and fun. But, yeah, it's not anything brand new and fresh. I mean, uh, the hype would uh, would disagree with you, but the hype is pretty high for that. The hype uh, haven't really read, like, a thousand fantasy novels. Well, I mean, a lot of people love it because that's something that, you know, it's a game they play and all. So they have, a, like I say, they have, a, they have a horse in that particular race. I don't have a good horse in that race, so... Like, it's on the list for me, but it's down a bit from a bunch of stuff I mean, don't get me wrong. I did enjoy it, and I am looking forward to the next season. It's not like I hated it or anything. Hated it. <laughs> and, and Jamie says, it felt like a good middle ground fantasy series, a good mix of romance, action, and a reasonable amount of effects. And I would have to agree with that. All right. So what you're telling me is it's better better than cats. Well, is it oh, better than yeah. I have sick cats? <laughs> <laughs> better than cats. <laughs> <laughs> well, I watched a docu-series, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, and it's about college cheerleading. Uh, there was a show on Netflix that we watched that I liked. It was um, called Last Chance You. And it's about... You watch the weirdest stuff. I mean, 
Damn right he does. <laughs> weirdest stuff. Uh, well, hey, I, watched it. I, I actually have an interest in competitive cheerleading because I used to be a competitive cheerleader. Um, I didn't know that. Yes, I used to be a competitive cheerleader I know in high school. That's a very serious thing. It is. That's sport. Um, I would and never that, <laughs> Yes, uh, I'll even actually post a picture of me in my cheerleading outfit one day. I'll do it on my, I'll do it on my private, on, on my personal page. Really not surprised, though, you know, when you think about it. Um, but I, uh, so it was interesting to see what they had to do. Uh, it, it's kind of loosely based. There's a series on Netflix called Last Chance You, and it's about uh, kids that had problems in college go to this one college uh, in Texas to become a better student slash football player, and then they get back into normal college. Usually the kids that have got caught doing drugs during college or, you know, whatever, and they had to go to this college. And so this one is about a junior college that is like the most winningest cheerleading competition winner in the world. Um, I think they've won like 15 times. Um, and so it was it was your typical thing of, okay, we've got, you know, someone that's got, you know, life problems, someone that's got this problem, someone that got problem. And you know that they chose each one of the people to mic up because it was, it would make good TV. Um, I like competitive cheerleader. I think it's cool. There's a lot of stuff that people do in there that you don't understand or you're like, yeah, they just throw people in there. Of course, it's a lot more. Um, we all get that. I mean, there's this that stereotype, but one of the things I thought was interesting was the show was kind of boring. Um, and the characters they had, the not characters, the people they chose were so stereotypical that it wasn't even, it wasn't even very interesting to watch. Now it was a very short season. And so I watched, you know, all the episodes in, you know, like a day and a half or whatever. And I was just like, just didn't care except for one person, one of the persons on there, uh, actually two of the people, um, on there that they had, uh, kind of concentrated on had been in struggles and of course it was one both of them were gay guys and they were picked on bullied and one was picked on bullied by his family and so on and so forth and it was it, it, it was a good story and such but then like the other ones you're just like okay I can tell you what's gonna happen at the end of this series at the end of this series she's gonna go off and go to prison or go to jail because she doesn't care and this is what it is and this one's gonna go leave because she thinks she's better than everybody else and it was just like so stereotypical and that's what happened um, if you like cheer competition stuff, you'll like it. Um, the people were kind of, it was kind of boring. Um, they didn't concentrate on the cheer as much as I thought they would. Um, the did cheer they spend aspect. More, did they spend more time on the sort of the personal drama instead of the cheerleading aspect? Yeah, it did. Now, don't get me wrong. You want to know what the people are like and why they're there and, you know, what's wrong with them. But it's like... That's what the entire series was. It was less about the cheerleading and more about the personal drama of everybody there. And I was like, Ugh. now don't get me wrong. You want to know the background and you want to know, but you don't want to spend all of that. You want, I, I wanted to see the cheer stuff because when I was in high school, it was our second year of being a college, uh, a, a co-ed cheerleading and we won second in the nation. So I thought that was really freaking cool. And I remember late night practices, you know, doing all that stuff, uh, getting hurt twice 
um, doing stuff. So, I mean, it's like it would, I would have liked to have seen that type of aspect instead of this personal drama stuff about Twitter and, you know, the one that's a professional and is, you know, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, I get it. Concentrate on the cheerleading next time. Uh, so it was just kind of a meh. You know, that that two point, you know, that three type thing. Just, eh, it was all right. So there's my weird one. So, John, what's yours? Uh, well, the first one I watched was uh, Alien Nation, which is the only movie I got for Christmas. The uh, series or the one. movie? The movie. Okay. Because the movie is better than uh, the series. And I liked the series. And so that's what I thought going into it. I think, actually, the, the series probably had an overall better uh, feel for it because, now, it's not a bad movie. And the whole idea is this this ship full of uh, aliens shows up over L.A. And, you know, that's in the past. And they've all moved into L.A. And most of them live in the Los Angeles area. And they've, you know, been assimilated into our society. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and, and above that is sort of a crime story. It's not really an action movie, which is a good thing to remember. Because if you think it's an action movie, there's not a shit ton of action in it. It's more of a crime drama whodunit type of thing. Uh, it's James Caan, Mandy Potemkin, and, um, God damn it, Terrence Stamp are the big actors. It, it's pretty enjoyable, but it is dated. Um, and as a matter of fact, it was probably dated as soon as it hit screens because it's got that sort of thing where since its budget wasn't big, the cars feel a little off for early 80s. They're a little tiny bit old for early 80s, which is now it looks all wrong. <laughs> it's the 90s and look at these cars I'm like that's those are all no nope. Uh-huh. nope nope but it's sort of an interesting story a good solid whodunit um, I give it about two shots of uh, two two shots of Kraken yeah two shots of Kraken two space herpes uh, uh. Um, it's enjoyable Manny Timken does a great job James Caan is James Caan it's not his best performance but James Caan's pretty good um, I feel like this movie would have been a lot worse with a worse cast than it had because obviously Terrence Stamp is great. Terrence Stamp is great in everything because he doesn't do small role. I mean, he's every small role is great is big to him. So, but I enjoy it. it's worth watching um, with special guest car the four five four crystal revolver, which is so big that you can only have five rounds in it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's 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 not big action. It's a lot more of a whodunit. But uh, I do enjoy it. Uh, it's pretty solid. Check out. Yeah, I remember. I remember when it came out and watched it, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then they brought out the TV show. And I was like, oh. Yeah. And the TV show <laughs> hit off pretty decent. Yeah, um, so the actor who plays the alien, uh, who plays uh, George Francisco, doesn't even go by the name Sam in that one, <laughs> uh, is, I think, is almost as good as uh, Mandy Potemkin. Uh, gr- the guy who plays the, the human lead is not nearly as good as James Caan on his bad day. He was kind of a bit... A kind of different character than he was. So, is what it is. The TV series is pretty good too. I watched it as well. So, it, w- it was pretty solid first time. Yeah. So, there you go. Gonzo, hit us with another one. Um, I. Give me a second. Started to, because this is, uh, I was doing research. Um, as everybody know that my Donald Harbinger ended, and so I decided to make a new RPG. And uh, we, will, of course, will record it and post it on the podcast. Because that's just what we do. Uh, and so 
I am running a One Ring, second edition, or a revised edition, however you want to put it, uh, campaign. And I decided, you know what, I want to get into the field, kind of get that vibe again. And so I started rewatching, you know, the old, and I, want to, I, I say old, even though I don't think they're old, but they 20 are. 20 years old. Yeah. Almost. <laughs> yes, 20 years old. Yeah, almost 20 years old. <laughs> And I was so like, oh, yeah. They're old, old and we're old. <laughs> because I watched um, I, I, I watched most of The Fellowship. Uh, because I think that's it's one of my favorite of all of them. Just for the simple fact that it's, you know... I like the beginning parts. I like, you know, seeing everything before everything turns to shit. And, you know, the world, you know, has all these problems and stuff. It's just really nice. Um, and so I watched most of that. Uh, kind of fast forward a little bit. It was just trying to get, you know, more knowledge. Even though I know, you just want to get that, you know, in your head. Refresh it. Um, kind of skimmed through the two towers a bit. Um, going to certain scenes and kind of getting the feel for it. Uh, and then started watching Return of the King. And started watching certain scenes of that too. Um, doing the same thing. And I'm watching it. And don't get me wrong. Some of my favorite movies of all time. I love them to death. But for special effects, you can start seeing the dating on the special effects. Um, like Treebeard. I was like, wow, you can really tell that that's, you know, it doesn't feel, you know, as cool anymore. Uh, or, you know, you can tell the special effects is showing its time um, compared to what we've, you know, had recently. And I was, it just kind of, it just kind of hit me. Groundbreaking. Yeah. That was groundbreaking at the time. Yeah, it was. That's the reason I was like, whew, okay. Uh, I didn't have a problem with it. I was just like, yeah, uh, it's 20 years old. Yeah, the special effects back then were, those were amazing special effects. But now you're like, oh, yeah, this is starting to show it's, you know, it's, it's age. Um, what a part that's only 18 years old because it came out in December of 2001. 18. Correct, but going You're on just talking math to me now. God damn it! <laughs> it's twenty years old. Make me feel old. God damn it! I, <laughs> I should know this because that's when I got married. I mean, fair. Like right then. Right then, <laughs> but uh, it was it was just interesting to see that I was I was more looking at scenes and seeing how things were done and you know getting stuff like that. Um, because uh, the group is talking and they're like, there is a uh, module that I really actually want to run uh, that's for the One Ring and it spans 30 years. Uh, so it's a grand epic, you know, type uh, thing. I guess it is. You know, the characters go through 30, 30 years of their life in this, if they live. Um, and so I was like, oh, I want to see this because, you know, the it just, it just kind of fits. Um Still love them. I can't give them a rating. They're still amazing. You know, you can give them just the zero just because they're just they're just quality. There hasn't been, I, I think, what Infinity Wars has been the closest to get to that type of epic uh, TV or movie drama. Yeah, and it took them how many films to do it in? Yeah. So I mean, I don't remember a time where I was in the theater just like super fucking hyped about watching this, uh, besides like Infinity War. Um, <laughs> Captain Mizzy. <laughs> I'm going to call them die. on a rating of Casablanca to cats. They're Casablanca. Yeah, they're, they're, yes, it's, it's Casablanca. I would agree. 
Yeah, it, it's 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 just amazing. Uh, like I said, it, it's starting to show its age and special effects, but I mean, you know, the, you just have to go with that because that's 18 years of, you know, special effects that were cutting edge back then. So If you feel like it's starting to show its special effects, just go ahead and watch the first episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> like, I, like I did last week. Or watch Logan's Run. Oh, yeah. Wires. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, that's a great movie still. So... But I mean, I still loved it. Still, you know, can't wait to, you know, see other stuff and can't wait to get started in the campaign. Uh, we're going to be doing a zero level or zero episode where we're all going to get together, talk about our characters, talk about, you know, building and, you know, stuff like that. The fun stuff. When, when are you guys going to be, uh, are you doing it on Facebook Live? No, we're not going to, we're not going to stream it. We're just going to record it. Oh, okay. Um, that okay. way we, so we it'll be on the YouTube channel. Uh, no, we'll, we'll record it, and then I will uh, convert it over digitally and just do an audio of it. Yeah, audio only. Oh, okay. That way we don't have to worry about it, because, uh, I mean, that it makes it easier for everything, makes it easier for the people. Some people don't want to be seen, so, you know, we're just going to do... Okay, okay. I just record it and then convert it over to audio and then post it on our our Facebooks and our twitch streams and our patreon you could also just make those people cats make them all wear masks you know, like, like in a stream no not wear masks just, just make them cats well which just is kind of funny like a picture of a cat cavorting a, a gift you know like no. gonzo can have six cats <laughs> no. gonzo's not having six you cats. can have six cats which you know <clears throat> i brought up that there was two games i wanted to try to play Seventh Sea, which is a, you know, Three Musketeers, swashbuckling pirate type um, Mm -hmm. uh, RPG. And then there was the One Ring. And we had, I had quite a big response. Uh, I think it's like six people wanted to play. And I'm like, the One Ring suits better for that, um, in my opinion. And so we chose that. Or I chose that. Because everybody was like, I'll play anything as long as I'm playing. I'm like, okay. That's Sometimes you get that way. I'll play anything as long as I'm playing. It's been a while. Yeah. Yes. There have been plenty of games that I've played like that. So. That. So I'm going to skip to the end, which is what I most want to talk about since we're running out of time here. here um, so I watched, uh, last night, as a matter of fact, I watched Space Raiders. Space Raiders. That sounds familiar. Yeah. It probably should. I mean, it sounded familiar to me, too, because it started playing, and it was the same fucking soundtrack from Battle Beyond the Stars. <laughs> and then it had the same ships. And I mean, like, not like just they reused the models. I mean, the same exact scenes. And I'm like, I know there's this scene that they didn't use. How are they going to fit that? Ah, that's how they're going to fit that. Okay. Yeah, fucking terrible. So the whole idea is it follows a ragtag crew of sort of down-on-your-luck Navy Noels who have a ship and they're doing crime. And in uh, them stealing a ship, a young boy stows away on the ship they steal. And then, of course, they, they grow to like him because he's a likable kid. I mean, actually, he's... I mean, I guess he's reasonably likable. He's doing obnoxious. And, of course, the uh, leader is a, you know, a guy with a heart of gold, as they always are. Um, cast to speak of. Um, God, let me see. Is there a cast to speak of on this? Uh, the guy who played Hawk in Buck Rogers. 
Oh my goodness. Also, yeah, yeah I do there. know who that is, yeah. That is, uh, I want to say his first name is Thom. Uh, I'm going to Thom Christopher, um, who played Hawk and Buck Rogers, plays, uh, God, what the hell is his name? Um, he had a weird name. So when was this movie made? Oh, it was really early. He plays Flight Plan in Space Raiders. This is a step down plan? from him. This Flight Plan, Flight Plan is the name of his guy. He's an alien. Because uh, I looked at him, like that guy looks kind of familiar. So I looked it up. I'm like, oh, he played, he played Hawk in Buck Rogers. And he played Hawk in Buck Rogers two years before this movie, since it's 1983. Um, the rest of the cast is entirely forgettable. I mean, Vince Edwards plays Hawk. I didn't see him in anything else. I don't think he's anything else. You'll recognize the kid. The kid is David Mendenhall. He's been, I think, in a bunch of stuff. He's got that standard kid look. You're like, this kid looks so standard kid that it defies description. <laughs> You're like, I know. Like, it's so much that this kid did, like, the voice of kids and everything. Ah, he's the kid from Over the Top. That's why he looks so familiar. No. Come on. Over the Top is the best movie about arm wrestling you'll ever see. <laughs> yeah. The movie about arm wrestling, but in any case, but he has done did a bunch of voices and all. He he's fine, uh, but the problem is is that it's low budget and they're stealing effects and music from another movie. Um, all I can say about this is it's only like an hour and a half long, thank God, and the ending is a downer as fuck. Like they make this plan do crime, like all right, we're gonna do this. One of the people wants to get out, so she's gonna take you home. And then you'll be home, kid, you know, because they don't, they, like, they always joke about spacing him, but they all grow to like him, like, we're not going to space you, we'll get you home, I promise you. And literally the entire main cast, every single one of them dies except for the kid. <laughs> what they don't tell you is that the kid is actually Malcolm Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if that's your headcanon, that could work. It's a, a little higher tech than uh, the Firefly. And they, like, the hardest thing is they just reuse the same stuff, and most of the stuff fits okay, but sometimes you're like, it's obvious they're just reusing stuff that doesn't work for it. I think it was made off $12.52. I was going to say the lowest budget ever for a film. No. Not the lowest. It is legitimately actually a film. It has a plot. It has a story. It has an ending they would not make nowadays, because you're not going to have something... Where you get these crew, and they're all likable to their own way, you know, and all that. But, I mean, they're all dead at the end. I mean, they're all dead saving the kid, which is, you know, laudable. But, man, it's a fucking downer. So, don't watch this movie if you're in a little bit of a downer Oh, my mood, God. But... Surf Nazis must die. I watched that in high school. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see if it tells me the budget. It is It is technically produced by Roger Corman. Should shock no one. Um, but I watched it, and I really, really hoped, um, wished that I was watching Battle Beyond the Stars instead, because it is a significantly superior movie. That's um, kind of sad, John. I mean, what do you want? <laughs> I mean, this. I mean, I guess this movie was technically made on between two and five million dollars, which seems like a lot of money when you reuse all all the special effects. 
from another movie. Oh, yeah. But um, it's not terrible. It's definitely worth watching. I'm going to give it four space herpes. But, I mean, if you're doing something, and I'll be honest, I was doing some stuff here or there through it. Um, it's got some stuff to watch. Uh, nope, nope. Now, RGA Wolf is correct. You should watch Ice Pirates instead. Ice Pirates is superior. <laughs> Ro- Rogue Wolf is... Ice Pirates is a timeless classic. Oh, yes. Uh, I would rather watch Death classic. Race 2000. Um, probably rather watch Surf Mod, She's Much Die. Um, would not rather watch Atlantic Rim. Would definitely not rather watch Cats. <laughs> what about Beastmaster on that scale? Uh, uh, fuck. Is Beastmaster uh, going to be moved to three space herpes instead of four? No, it's four. I don't want to watch either movie, really. Um, I would say... Oh, I yeah. Oh, Masters of the Universe. I would watch whichever one I had not watched recently. If I had to choose between one of those two, I would choose whichever one I hadn't last watched. Um, Master of the Universe, I would watch Master of the Universe over either of those any day. That's a three. That's a that's a three space herpes. It's even maybe even two and a half because you know I saw it in the theater and enjoyed it because of what it was. And Franklin Della is giving it his all, fucking all for that movie. He is all in. Having finally seen Masters of the Universe, I have to say I would rather watch Beastmaster. Oh, and not. and Jamie's is right. Beastmaster is awesomely bad. It's it's that's I, I don't think it is awesomely bad. I don't. It's not angry bad. It's just like yeah. Like, honestly, I didn't even know there were other Beastmasters. I just remember oh. thinking, "Ooh, it's Mark Singer, and he was in V, and I was <laughs> a giant fangirl of the V miniseries." I mean, so yeah, you did hear that Beastmaster, while technically one of the lowest rated movies I watched, didn't make it on my worst movies of yes. 2019. Best. I, yes. <laughs> I mean, thank well, you. Well, you did um, watch some pretty shitty movies. Yeah, thank you, Punisher Warzone and Robo Vampire and Cats. And Cats. <laughs> Fuck. I, I didn't know they love. made a Beastmaster TV show. Yep. Um, it's on Amazon. I, More I exercise I'm... things. Oh yeah, I mean, because I want more pain while I exercise. You don't exercise. exercise. I get to watch that while I exercise. I mean, fair. So there you go. That was that. I did watch some other movies, but uh, <laughs> I, I can save those and talk about those later. Since sure, one of them was I'm certain I've, I've talked about it before. It's replacements. Keanu Reeves. John Favreau. Gene Hackman. It's great. It's not very accurate, but it's great. I only had one other one, but um, we're out of time. We are. I'll have to save we'll that one for next time. I will talk about it next week because it is a rewatch of a movie. So... Guys, that's the episode. We appreciate you uh, watching and listening. Uh, no matter what platform you're doing it on, we're going to try to do some streaming. Make sure we do it. Make sure you check out Kathy. She'll be streaming on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday from 3 to 5, painting new miniatures every single day. Kathy, what are you going to work on this week? I am working on 
Killmonger, I'm going to finish Killmonger up, and then I'm going to start working on my uh, Splintered Fang War Cry band. Jim and I are splitting up the models in that, and we're painting it together for a charity event at Adepticon. So mm-hmm. I'll be working on some of those after Killmonger is done this week. Sweet. I almost got done with all my stuff. I just have to glue these ghosts onto my uh, Willow Souls, and I was done. So... I got to accomplish what I needed to get accomplished during the podcast. So, for more than dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Kathy. Good night, people. I'm just waiting for everything to end. <laughs> uh, when you say everything, how much of everything are we waiting on, Kathy? Uh, not the entire world. Just, you know, clarifying. Clarifying that you're going to fight with John. The entire world's not going to end. Well, it will eventually. We'll be dead by then. Yes, thank goodness.